UCL football fans, listen up. When you watch the UEFA Champions League with Heineken, you're never watching alone, even if you're watching alone. Heineken has teamed up with some of the world's greatest footballing legends to bring you the Heineken UCL Live. Seven legendary hosts to take you through every moment of seven unmissable UCL games, and they want you to get involved. Bring the banter and the rivalry, and you could win epic prizes. Tune in using the hashtag HeinekenUCL Live on Twitter during match nights, and don't forget to enter the competition. Season C's apply. Not for persons under the age of 18. Drink responsibly. Today is a great day for a car wash. Yeah, sure. Car wash. <laughs> <laughs> this is the car wash on the SL podcast. Good day and welcome to the car wash. This is episode number 72, proudly brought to you by Heineken. Uh, on today's show, we preview the Nedbank Cup final. We discuss the new Bafana Bafana coach and unpack Safa's internal issues. And we also discuss Opa Manisa's struggle over the past three seasons. Whether you're listening to us on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, or Mahikeng 96.7 FM's Game Time, welcome to the show. I, of course, am your host, Slu, but I'm not alone. I am joined by former Ajax Cape Town and Mamelodi Sundowns goalkeeper, Mr. Sean Roberts. How are you doing today, sir? My brother. All good. Thank you. <laughs> and we are also joined by former Mamelodi Sundowns and Orlando Pirates midfielder, Teko Mudise. How are you doing today, Teko? Yeah, I'm good. Thanks, man. Why did you laugh there, Teko? Because I'm, I'm surprised where you get that from. <laughs> <laughs> That's weird. Okay. It's good that we're starting the show off with some laughs uh, because um, we don't know if Sean will be able to continue that trend uh, with his joke of the day. What do you have for us this week? Guys, all right. I tried to climb a really tall tower in France, but I fell off. <laughs> I fell. I oh, fell. I, I fell. I fell. Oh. Okay. Okay. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> we're still waiting on a joke about beer, Sean. It's oh, Heineken. Damn it. You've got to remind me, man. <laughs> I'll end off with one. How's that? No, 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 no. <laughs> no. We give you one joke per week, Sean. That's what uh, we can take. Exactly. You're taking the whole week to create a joke or to think of a joke. Imagine now you have to like do another joke in 45 minutes. No. <laughs> oh, <laughs> All right. Uh, but let's dive into the show. We start off today's show with pole position. Pole position. Poll position is where we ask a question on our Facebook page to our readers uh, about local football. This week, we asked, will Chiefs finish in the top eight come the end of the DSTV Premiership campaign? Here's what you guys all had to say. It's interesting time in the PSL where teams fighting for relegation, top eight and the top finish. But for now, as for Chiefs, I don't think they will get it easy to get into top eight. They can fight it, but it's about players now. I don't think a coach can do anything. Now it's about the players showing their commitment to the team that they can do it for a team. Kaza Chiefs still make it to top eight. Kaza Chiefs is not playing well at all, but Kaza Chiefs will make it on top eight. Yeah, man, Kaza Chiefs, um, it's going to be difficult for Kaza Chiefs to be in the top eight. And the... It's only, you know, uh, for them uh, to work hard to be in the top eight. And uh, there you have it. Um, a lot of, uh, you know, 
we did ask this question before the TTM results. So there was still a lot of hope in those voice notes um, saying that they just need to pull up their socks and, you know, all of this. But uh, unfortunately, uh, Chiefs then fell to TTM 2-1. Uh, TTM, of course, also fighting relegation. So that's a huge result for them. Um, but Chiefs, it, they just keep on struggling. Uh, and I believe that was their game in hand on TS Galaxy. So... Uh, they're, they're in the same boat as everybody now. Um, and basically every every match is a three-pointer at this at this stage. But what was your reaction to the TTM result, gents? Oh, man. Um, yeah, look, it was... Uh, it, it, it's one of those games that could have gone either way. Um, both teams had significant chances. Bernard Parker smashing that uh, corner of the post. That would have been a crack of a goal. I think uh, Injabula Blum that, that got sent off really affected Chiefs. Um, he really, at such a young age, is really holding that midfield together. Um, but yeah, Tabo Nyamani, isn't he just just a completely different player over the past two seasons? The difference he's making to TTM is amazing. And 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 the difference it makes for a new face, as in Dylan Kerr coming into TTM. And I've always said that sometimes you need just a fresh face, a, a new beginning for a team. And, and, and that's what's happened. And you can see he's got TTM playing. And I'm not a fan of TTM, don't get me wrong, but... but He's got them playing good football and they've got a decent squad. Um, but yeah, um, worrying times for Kaiser Chiefs. That's for sure. Worrying, worrying times. And it, look, it, it could have gone either way the game for sure, but just luck is not on their side at the moment. To give away a penalty with two seconds to play, and it was a penalty, is um, is devastating. <laughs> it's absolutely devastating. <laughs> Echo, what was your response? We saw you comment on it on, on Twitter. You didn't mention them by name, but we knew who you we were talking about. What was your reaction? Dude, there's a lot of things on Twitter I can't mention by name because I don't want to make news. So, <laughs> look, I, th I think, honestly, um, I felt like, um, yes, Chiefs had opportunities, but uh, TTM had a, an opportunity earlier on to bury the game yeah. and lead 2-0 and, and, and control the tempo of the game. Yes. Blom's red card, I mean, uh, we, we know how important he is to, to the team and uh, that affected a little bit of a rhythm. Now it forces guys now to work extra hard. But look, man, you know, you know when, 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 when they consider that penalty, I, I, it hurt. Mm. You know, it, it, I felt bad for the whole squad. You know, you know at times you, you, you're working so hard and you're trying to push on and just things just keep happening and uh, that's one of those things like a, the last kick of it of the dying minutes or ooh, something ooh, like ooh, that ooh, 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 ooh. and 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 i think also with uh with uh with, with ttm is i think it's it's a team that of course dylan Kerr is smart enough he knows the game but it's it's ttm some it looks like they found their belief they they they, they they're starting now to 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 understand what it's what's the importance of, of them surviving, and uh, pulling such results, you know, against Kaiser Chiefs. Kaiser Chiefs, listen, even though Kaiser Chiefs are not winning, they they they're very difficult to beat, and uh, for for TTM to come in and actually collect the maximum points, you know, it's 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 like Shona said, it's worrying time for Kaiser Chiefs. But I'm still saying that I I strongly believe they 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 will pull you know some miracle some way. But uh, slow, yeah. Good bird. Good bird. <laughs> <laughs> it's very bird. It's very bird. It's it's very bird, my friend. 
Yeah. Um, and then elsewhere, uh, Sundowns, and it was a, it was a, it was an important match for them uh, against Marisburg United. But of course, Sundowns on their day should always be dispatching of Marisburg United. Uh, but a two 0 win. Uh, sends them four points clear at the top now. Um, so it's going to be tougher on Amazulu to, ch- to chase them down. But we all knew Sundowns finished strong. Uh, oh. So what was your reaction to, to this one? Another victory over Ernst Middendorp for, for Sundowns. Oh, man. I've just got two words. Peter Shalalile. How good is this guy, man? He is just next level. I mean, there's just no one in contention for player of the season but him. And that's my opinion. Um, but yeah, he's just been an absolute revelation. And Sundown's always in control, without a doubt. Um, like you said, Slu, you, you, you back them 99 out of 100 times to, to get three points against Maritzburg, or any team really at the moment. Um, but football's a funny game. Anything can happen. But you've seen a championship-winning team there and the dis- display on how they've had a... Uh, haven't had it their way the past five or six games, a couple of draws, a uh, loss here and there. But, I mean, um, they've come back um, and they've just solidified their status as number one and that is a that is a championship winning team and um we can talk as much as about amazulu this amazulu that, but that, that is the psl champions without a doubt in my mind uh, what benny has done is fantastic at amazulu um but we've seen how good sundowns are definitely uh deco your response to your, your reaction to that match uh I, w- I was i was fortunate enough to do that game um uh i've, I've done so many um uh, big games there's something interesting about Murray's back. And Tell uh, us, take hey, f- <laughs> look, um, you know, there's, there's, for me personally, I think there's very few coaches in the PSO that, um, when you watch their team, they're so well structured with less quality, you know, compared to your top three, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And, uh, with Murray's back, when you, when you, when you watch them, like they, they, you know they drilled. You know they 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 very very organized. And um, it's the German way, Teko. Yes, and and they make it very difficult for opponents to actually penetrate them. And and you can imagine if Mudendorp started with them in the beginning of the season. Mm. But anyway, so coming into into the Sundowns game, I I I I knew that um, Sundowns will basically um, you know go against the system that they they saw over the weekend against Orlando Pirates, where you see two fullbacks um, when defending with a line of five at the back. So now that, that tells you that Mamu Sundowns will be able to control more of the ball position. Yeah. And um, I, I saw that coming with Marisbeck because that's how Marisbeck plays. But what was interesting was the, the couple of changes that they made. With, with Gift Mutupa, I, I, I wasn't sure, to be honest with you, as to... Um, yes, he played well against uh, when he came on against Orlando Pirates, but I wasn't sure as to if he starts, um, how are they going to complement each other with him and Shalulili? You know, and Shalulili played out of position a little bit, but once they had the ball, like there was that, it, it gave them more power, more more, more threat going forward with, uh, with Mutupa being a goal scorer himself and Shalulili as well. But, but I think Shalulili's game, Fernandez, I think is, it has improved so much that uh, there's no way that we can ignore him mm. but also what 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 helps uh um, sundowns is the the players that were not um you know playing regularly in the fir- in the in the first half of the league they're coming in now and uh, they 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 helping the team to push forward 
Yeah. And I think that's that what's um, that's what's important, especially having the depth of the team. Because I've always said that you can have all the quality players within your team, and if 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 they're not ready to play, there's no point. And now you can see that um, Modiba now is playing regularly. Yes, the K comes in as well and contribute. Now you've got Mutupa now. You know, there's so many players that still haven't been given a chance, and now with suspensions and red cards and injuries, you you one would hope that other guys as well will step in and, and contribute positively to the team. But this is like Sean has said, this is a championship team. They know how to win. It's funny because I, before even even before the game against Orlando Pirates, I had a chat with them because I because when they were working about the pitch, it was so relaxed. Mm. And uh and then and 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 that uh, you know that vibe reminded me of how we were at Sundowns when I was still playing. So I asked them like hey you guys you guys are gonna let it slip. They're like, nah, nah. And I was talking to, to, to the senior guys, like Wanyango, Kenny Dimweni, Tempazwani, and all that stuff. I said, nah, nah, don't worry. We're going to win the today's game. That was against the other party. I said, ah, I don't worry. Stop stressing because you're going to lose your weight. And uh, the, way they, the way they played, and uh, Sean, please. Man. <laughs> and the way they played and, and the confidence that they had, they reminded me of why they are who they are. And coming into Marisbeck's game and 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 them continuing with the way they're continuing, um, it shows that you know what this is. This is the team that, uh, like we said last week, that it's for them to lose. Nobody will actually catch them. Yes, it's nice that Amazulu are competing for, you know, um, and we're having a different conversation because I mean it's been the same for the last what 20 years of the same mm. top three competing against each other. So mm. it's kind of nice now that we have a different conversation. But it's just that with Mamelodi Sundowns, the depth that they have. It actually helps them, and uh, and and for now, I think they're on the roll where they know that they're gonna win anyway, irrespective of who scores. They just know how to win, and and that, that I think that's the biggest threat. Definitely. From there, we move on to a chat about a former Sundown star himself, actually, um, who's had some struggles over the past few years. Uh, so let's discuss Opa Manisa. Um, prior to signing with Chipper at the end of March, he hadn't played a competitive match of football since the end of September 2019 before he suffered that Achilles injury. Uh, he then uh, went on a, on a, on a tough you know, few years because um, he gets released by Sundowns. Um, uh, actually, he parted ways in, in the last year of his contract. Um, then he joins TTM. We're expected. Uh, he was expected to resurrect his career, uh, but the deal went sour before he could even play a match. Um, but he's finally now signed with Chipper. I believe he's made one appearance for them, or or mm, mm, might be mm. one in the league and one in the Netbank Cup. Um, but um, you know, he he obviously hasn't had consistent game time still in um, upwards of two years now or, or approaching two years, sorry. Um, so Sean, what what effect do you think his lack of game time over the past two years has on him, especially being um, a more, you know, senior player at the age of 32? Um, you've obviously dealt with injuries in your career. How difficult do you think that this situation with Opa Panisa is on his psyche as a player? Yeah, I think it's, I think it's more to do with the ego as well. I don't forget about that. I mean, Opa Manisa is a household name. Um, and now he's a chipper. <laughs> but <laughs> not giving a good chipper. Yeah, I'm just saying, like, it's it's just, you know, the, me and Teko have spoken about this at length. You know, when players sign for Sundowns, um, you sign for Sundowns and you've got to be aware of that. And if you don't make the starting 11, you've got to fight for your place at Sundowns. And they won't give you your clearance at Sundance. They will keep you there. 
because that's they've paid you and and they're going to keep you there and and yes he's had some unlucky uh um stints with injuries or whatever but he, i think he played two games in three years at sundowns which is which is insane and which means he's now played you said was it was it two games there for chipper so it's four games in four years all together now which is which is unbelievable um I think he needs to count his blessings as well that he's got a contract on the table and a chance for him to prove himself. Um, but it, it's it's it cannot be easy. From uh, could, could you say a fall from grace in a, in a you know? But, but he's got a chance now to prove himself wrong and to and to, and to prove others wrong. So um, yeah, it's not a it's not a good place to be in terms of a mental battle that's probably going on in his head. And he's had some off the field problems. We know that um, and. Yeah, he's a he's a cool guy, man. He's a cool guy, and he's a hell of a footballer. I wish him all the best. I really do. But it, it cannot be easy. I think Teko probably knows him a lot better than I do. But uh, um, to go through this ain't easy. I'm glad he's got a club, and I'm glad I'm glad he's got a chance to resurrect his career. Teko, what are your thoughts on on Ace and his struggles over the past few past few years? How do you think he's coping with it, especially now that he's you know with the lower team, but still has the chance? Look, so when. Um... When I was in PE doing cheaper game versus Baraka, he was um, one of the subs. And, um, you know, I wanted to get more out of him, but before I could get more, uh, somebody came in and greeted us, so it interrupted the whole conversation. But he didn't seem like a guy that was confident enough anymore. He didn't seem like a guy that had have this belief about his talent anymore. I think mm. what happened especially at TTM, I think, you know, it affected his, 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 his mentality, it affected his, his career big time. Yes, what happened to Sundowns is he couldn't get, get enough game time and then you, you move somewhere else, you, you're thinking, okay, this is my chance to prove myself and uh, something happens. And I don't think he's a cheaper because he wanted to. I think he's a cheaper because of the circumstances allowed him to. Of course. And then, and now he's there and, and, and you find these coaches that um, you know, from the Disky and uh, he, for f the fact is, the chances are the coach was once a fan. And now when they're looking at Opa, they're still looking at Opa Manisa from Orlando Pride. They're not looking at Opa Manisa now. So now sometimes that affects the selection because now you, you still want to see that old Opa, not understanding that, you know, this guy hasn't played in so many years and he had a, one of the most career-threatening injuries that he had to mm. come back from. And, and, and for him, to just you know uh, the system just to swallow him just like this i mean it's painful and we've seen this with so many players where you know you you become a household name for so long and uh when things start going bad and then they just really really go bad and it's, it's just unfortunate that is is that a situation still with a team that is fighting for relegation but still is not given a chance to play yeah. you know it's it's it, it must be very painful for him because what is the thing is uh, as much as I understand what Sean is saying about proving himself, it just what is what is what is there for Opa to prove? You know, when 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 you play for such a team like like um, Chipper United, the problem is, I really really struggle to 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 believe that the coach is the one that uh, influences who plays. Sure. I think I think it all goes down to the chairman as to who he wants the, uh, to play and who he wants to see on the pitch. I think yeah. one of those open signings, it's it's. I think it was Dan Malisela who influenced that signing, but Dan left, mm. 
and then after that, Opa been struggling to get a chance. And you look at you, and you look at cheaper how they play. For me, is I'll, I'll always look at to to guys that will actually fight for the team and have and uh, whenever the experience is needed, and Opa should be there to actually help the guys. Yes. Kit Lynch is doing that role as well, but you need more for you to survive. Mm. You need your Anthony Laforce to survive as well. I, th- I think what I meant when I said um, to prove to himself, in, in terms of, because uh, um, I had a career-threatening injury and it, it wasn't about anyone else but myself. Yeah. To Because to, to, I told myself a story. Imagine the story I can tell coming back from this injury. Yeah. And I did, and that's when I got my Bufana call up, you know, straight after the injury. So I think it's, in terms of that, I meant... Um, that he can get through this tough part. And if he can get through this tough part, he's still got four or five years left in him, I think. Yeah, and, and Sean, also what, what helps, I think with open situation, what, what could help is, is sitting down with, the, with, the, with his agent, move to a team that's fighting for honors. Yeah. Because then if, if, if you play in a team that fights for honors, it's easy to get a chance to play and showcase your talent because the 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 pressure is winning the, the title or something or being in a top mm. eight than fighting relegation because when fighting relegation there's too many emotions that are involved and we know how cheaper yes. how reactive how reactive cheaper is and uh, mm-hmm. and um, look that move to cheaper for me it was a surprise I was shocked but I also understand that the guy wants to play football. do we know Just, how long he signed there do you know how long he signed there Teko um, I think I, I think he signed yeah. uh, oh Slow tell us then. He signed until on a short term until the end of this season with an option to extend. So I think it all depends yeah. on whether Chipper survive or not. Um, but yeah, either way, I think he'll probably be looking for a new team after this season, though. So, which is great. Yeah. So I agree with Teko. I think his representatives, if he has any, needs to pull a finger out there and get him to a club that um, is, is competing. Definitely a top four, top five club. I agree with yeah, Teko. Yeah. And, and and also Sean is 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 as much as as much as we we want to end. You know the biggest amount of money in the league or whatever the case may be sometimes you know you have to step back just a little bit you know just 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 go back a bit and you can go to your super sport you can go to your golden house you can go to all those teams and sacrifice a little bit of your salary and and be able to play yes. again yes, because if course. you play again it, it gives you more years yes. and then now once you disappear like this for four years it, it becomes a problem if he doesn't play next season it, it's done yeah it's finished yeah. I agree. Yeah, interesting names that you threw out there into the ring. I mean, a lot of these top eight sides, I think, would probably have space for for a guy like Opa on his day. Um, You know, there's also Swallows there. There's Cape Town Mm -hmm. City there. So Mm -hmm. uh, it'll be an interesting thing to see. But we wish Opa all the best, of course. Uh, And from there, we move on to the international news desk with Sokola Duma's international correspondent, Mr. Kurt Buckerfield. Just before that, uh, let's pay some bills and hear from our sponsors at the show. UCL football fans, listen up. When you watch the UEFA Champions League with Heineken, you're never watching alone, even if you're watching alone. Heineken has teamed up with some of the world's greatest footballing legends to bring you Heineken UCL Live. Seven legendary hosts to take you through every moment of seven unmissable UCL games. Um, And they want you to get involved. Bring the banter and the rivalry and you could win epic prizes. Tune in using the hashtag HeinekenUCL live on Twitter during match nights. And don't forget to enter the competition. T's and C's apply. Uh, Not for persons under the age of 18. Drink responsibly. Can you you repeat that please? The last part. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> drink responsibly. There we go. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, let's uh, welcome Kurt Buckerfield to the show. How are you doing, Kurt? What's up, Slew? Good, man. How are you guys? Hey, Kurt. Kurt. Yes. yes, my favorite part of the show. Well, oh, yeah. gents, uh, the inevitable has happened. We have an all in the Champions League. Come final. on, City. I cursed this. I cursed this. <laughs> which means who knows what will happen in the uefa europa league but we don't talk about those things we're here to talk about the champions league mm-hmm. uh so let's let's start with uh the manchester city game uh you know i mean they dispatched of psg like it was nothing two nil victory for them on the day uh, actually both english sides won two nil this week uh but city go through 4-1 on aggregate uh what was your reaction to that match i mean we kind of predicted that they'd have the mental advantage as well after that comeback victory in the first leg but uh what did you see what struck you the most about about that uh match on tuesday um well it didn't really you know it didn't i wasn't really struck by psg's <laughs> behavior in that game to be honest with you mm-hmm. but that's what really stood out to me was just the petulance and the the the, the childishness the screaming in the referee's face every five minutes um de maria sending off ferrati and Paredes oh. and herrera um, you know, I've always kind of viewed PSG as butlers and, uh, not that they went into this game as favorites, but there's just this lack of maturity in that side. Um, and especially when the going gets tough, they, it's, it seems to be the culture at the club, um, very, very good individuals, but that doesn't translate to success. Um, at least not outside of France. Um, we all remember that Barcelona game a few years ago where they had, what was it? A four goal lead. Yeah. And ended up being beaten 6-1 in yeah. that second leg. Um, so that's what really stood out to me. But other than that, you know, great game. City are just fantastic to watch when they're in full swing. Um, I think Pep, a bit of a masterstroke having Fernandinho in that, in that mm. side for that game in particular, because it was the second leg. Things were always going to get a little heated. And Fernandinho is so good at, at, at playing that kind of game, at, at getting under your skin. He does it really quietly. He, he's, he manages to escape without a booking, um, and he just knows how to rile players up. And it's it's very silent, but it, it's you know it, it worked a treat. I mean, Fernandinho didn't start the, the first game. That's why I mentioned it. It was Rodri in midfield, um, yeah. so it was very. I think it was very very pointed and and obvious as to what Pep was trying to do, and it worked. I mean, uh, yeah, great to see. But we all predicted it. Not surprising at all to see City go through to the final. Did you hear about apparently? I think it was Verratti and somebody else came out saying, "Oh, the ref told us to f- off." Um, if, if if we had said that, it would have been a three-match suspension and all of this. Sh-. Um, do you, do you, do you believe that at all? Do you think that maybe they got riled up? Um, and if he did tell them f- off, do you think that there should be some punishment for the ref? It's so funny to me. No, listen, <laughs> listen. I'm all for you know. I I don't encourage referees or players to be. Uh, verbally abusive but is there a more appropriate response to three little guys in your face every five minutes after a time <laughs> just jog on like i mean those players the way they talk to referees we see mm. it every single weekend the way they talk to referees the way they shout yeah. to referees and scream and swear we all know that they use that kind of language mm. yeah. come on man grow up i think that's just um psg players and pochettino trying to direct their anger towards somebody else when they really just have to look within because uh, that's a pathetic excuse uh, it's hard. i think it's 
very silly of them to even bring that up, to bring it to the attention of the public. Who cares? You know, the referees oh, don't go um, disclosing absolutely everything that's said to them throughout 90 minutes every week. Uh, of course, um, of course. So the, 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 the players shouldn't do that. I think it's really childish. And again, it just speaks to PSG's, uh, I don't know, petulance. And yeah, just uh, yeah. stupid. Petulance. I mean, can you, you imagine these guys earning 200 grand a week and then and then complaining they got told to Oh f- my, <laughs> I mean, yeah, the referee told me to f- off. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, from a City fan, Sean, um, yeah. how are you feeling? I mean, you, you must be top of the world right now. Uh, this is your first UEFA Champions League final that you guys are going into. Um, That's hard to believe, eh? That it's the first one. But I mean, I think Kurt, Kurt's breakdown of the game was... Absolutely perfect. You can't better that. I mean, Mares Adison's ball was just unbelievable. I mean, I mean, Alex Ferguson's always said a world-class keeper is going to get you 13 points a season, and that's a great example of how that how that work how that works. It, City were phenomenal. Um, I'm over the moon. Yes, it could have been against Real the final, but you know, biggest can't be choosers. If we lose to Chelsea, dude, I'm just gonna. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. It's going to be the battle of the billionaire takeover clubs. You know, Chelsea, no. are, Chelsea are Man City before Man City, if you think about it. Um, <laughs> but speaking of Chelsea, 2-0 victory over Real Madrid. Um, pretty sturdy performance, I'd say. Um, it was an entertaining match, though. Uh, mm. But it's good to see Werner on the score sheet. Mason Mount has been excellent for them in the Champions League this season. What did you make of that uh, 2-0 victory and the 3-1 aggregate win? Uh, over the two legs. Yeah, I mean, to, to be honest with you, I also wasn't really surprised. I think that Tuchel, we all, we've spoken about the difference he's made since he's come in. Um, so I wasn't really surprised with the outcome of the of the tie. I was surprised at how easy they made it look at times, especially in that second leg. Um, but no, um, look, I didn't want an all-English final. And I'm going to just touch on what Sean just said. Premier, if Pep gets yeah. to a final with City after this long <laughs> and loses to Chelsea. <laughs> guys, I'm done. Dude. Oh, man. It almost feels like that's written in the stars, but that's just kind of a hater. Uh, <laughs> but um, uh, what did you guys think of the of the match, gents? Um, I mean, Timo Werner, what an absolute world-class finish. Oh, my goodness, you know. Took took uh, took an absolute uh, what's what's the what's the competition for 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 best goals of this of of the year? I'm forgetting it now. The, <laughs> the Puskas, absolute Puskas banger from Timo. <laughs> um, if you can't tell my sarcasm, it was like from yes. three yards out, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, what did you guys make of the of the match and and now the all English final? Yeah, again. Um... <sighs> Yeah, City-Chelsea final, amazing for City, a uh, bit bummed about Chelsea, but it is what it is. Uh, but Chelsea could have scored quite a few, eh? Uh, um, Courtois made a couple of telling saves, uh, especially one-on-ones. He's, he's obviously a wall, he's not my favourite keeper, but he is world-class. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm not a Chelsea fan. Blech, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Decker, what did you make of it? Do you think that Chelsea, uh, in guys like Mason Mount, um, well, and Timo Werner when he when he decides to perform, do you think that they have enough to go against that City squad and that midfield um, in the final? Look, uh, to be honest with you, um, um, I'm not a Chelsea fan, and um, and I'm not a <laughs> Chelsea fan, and um, but I, I watched the games against uh, Real first leg and 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 last night's game. 
look, I think with how we are playing, that made things a little bit easier for for Chelsea. Um, you know, with the with those three midfield that they have, and in Real Madrid, they're playing flat. It makes things a little bit difficult when it comes to defend. And uh, I think that they're old anyway. I think they're still playing the same way that they were playing eight years ago. And I think that's that's a problem. And with the with with how Chelsea was structured, especially yesterday, it it, it, it was very interesting to see. But yet again, you 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 have all these younger guys that have so much speed and skill going forward. Um, but then in the, in the Champions League final, you're gonna play a team that you know robs you possession. So your speed, you need to use it while having the ball. But they're not gonna give you the ball, so you end up not you know able to use that speed. It's gonna be very interesting to see the technical side of. Of, of, of the game, but I think Chelsea deserves to be where they are. You know, they've got a good coach and I think um, they showed yesterday that they, they really, really deserve to be in the final. But but look, man, they're playing. I think I think I think they're going into the finals underdogs because of what Pep has done or for so many years. I think it will be interesting to see how Pep lines up, because if you if you look at the game um, against PSG, as much as Kurt spoke about uh, Fernandinho, I also realized that Gundogan as well wasn't playing higher up than he he has been playing higher up, especially the whole season. He was playing like just next to Fernandinho, and uh, and uh, and that helped because Fernandinho will be covering, but in the build-up, you know, Gundogan will be there for the build-up and uh, to bypass that uh, pressing trap that um, you know PSG had. And uh, we know that as much as uh, Fernandinho is good, but he's not a good you know, baller that will be able to, you know, help us come out of the situation that are tight. But Gundogan could. So it'll be very interesting to see as to, because Kante had a fantastic game yesterday, you know? Yeah, so it'll be very interesting to see, because Kante will be pressing the same way that PSG will be pressing. Yeah. And I think in the midfield, he's the only guy that presses the Chelsea. You can't be... Uh, I mean, I mean, I mean, Kevin De Bruyne can't be marked by Georgina. Uh, I mean, really. <laughs> no, but it's going to be very interesting. But I didn't want the the, the um, you know the English final because because the thing is I've I've been saying this like the team that wins the Champions League, now, irrespective of how they play, the next season the world turns into that team and everybody start playing more or less the same similar uh, similar style as the team that won the Champions League. You look at how when when Liverpool won it, everybody now started pressing. After Liverpool yeah. won the Champions League, so now I want a good footballing team to win Champions League, so that next season we can go back to the era where Spain was dominating. We can go back to proper football, you know, like a good passer can be appreciated. And uh, and and as much as I'm a big, 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 big Pep Guardiola fan, I just wish that he could, he could win this convincingly, not that one-zero, you know, scrappy goal. I just wish that he could actually dominate this game because I don't think Chelsea have the players to actually compete with. Uh, with um with uh, with Ma- with Manchester City, especially in that in, in in such a big game. Yeah, it's gonna be a tough one. City on the verge of a treble, uh, so it should be an interesting final for sure. Uh, and in other European news, Jose Mourinho has already landed his next coaching gig. He will wow. join AS Roma next season. Before you ask, he will not be facing Manchester United in the UEFA Europa League. Um, that's a that's that's a that's a six-two deficit. He won't have to overcome, luckily for him. But um, <laughs> so lucky. Uh, 
Yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, he, he's already landed his next one. Uh, he, he joins AS Roma. Look, I, I'm not going to sit here act like I watch Roma enough to know whether he suits their style or anything like that. Uh, but he's already uh, reportedly targeting uh, Manchester United players and, and, and stuff like that. So, uh, Kurt, what is, what's your reaction to him already having uh, another coaching gig? It means that we'll miss out on him being a football pundit, which I actually enjoyed quite a bit. But <laughs> what was your reaction? Um, well, so he will be a pundit at least until, you know, after the Euros. I think he signed a contract with Talk Sports or whoever it was. Nice. Um, but I am, no, I was, I was surprised um, at how soon he got a new job, um, just because I can't believe teams still want Jose Mourinho. Um, and then, <laughs> and then I'm, I'm, I'm obviously not surprised because it's not going to be a bigger team. You know, this kind of just shows where his level is right now. Um and that he was so willing to take the job. I'm not trying to throw shots, but you know, he was so willing to take the job. Apparently, the discussions, you know, were over pretty quickly. It was all done in secret. I don't think anybody saw it coming. I don't think Roma were mentioned among the teams after him. Um, they announced that Paolo Fonseca, the current manager, would be stepping down at the end of the season. And then three la- uh, three hours later, they announced that Mourinho was going to be wow. the guy to replace him. Um, so look, I'm not I'm not surprised. That's Mourinho's level right now. I don't think he could have got a bigger job in Europe, um, and I don't think that the expectations at Roma are as, as great as they would be at a, at a bigger club, as as a, at a Juventus or even at Spurs, uh, for goodness' sake. So let's see what happens. Um, I don't expect much, to be honest with you. I don't think that Mourinho is going to. Um, be at Roma for the next five years, six years. I think it's going to be another one to two year uh, thing. Yeah, um, people expect him to change. People are hoping he changes, saying, well, I actually think he could do well at Roma. And I just want to ask them, what gives you that indication? Well, where <laughs> yeah, are you, yeah. you know, but he's, he's been fired from his last four jobs. His last yeah. two have gone really, really badly. Yeah. Um, you just know that he's going to walk into the dressing room and pick somebody to bully um, right away. And it's just going to end the same. I, I really hope and I would love for Mourinho to change and not to just change his, his football approach, but the way he man manages and handles players, especially in press conferences and the way he talks about them in public. We all know that behind the scenes it's different. And, and I know that he's a lot sweeter and kinder behind the scenes, um, yes. but, he, but he has to manage. I mean, he has to change and he has to adapt to dealing with a modern footballer. Um, yeah. Uh, we've spoken about it before, I think, a while ago, how, you know, if you come out in public and, and pick on a guy like Luke Shaw, Luke Shaw logs onto Twitter and just sees his name being thrown around on the Twitter streets and on all, all over social media, and it makes him feel 10 times worse than the comment did. Um, mm. And that's just how it is these days. And Mourinho hasn't really adapted to that. Um, and, and what made him so successful years ago was that he dealt with older players, all guys in their 30s, hard men from a different generation. Who could handle that kind of thing um but there was this switch you know in Mourinho's final season at Chelsea in 2015 where things got really ugly um and um he just soured up and I don't think he's been the same since um it'll be very interesting to see what happens but I don't expect fireworks I really don't uh before we close off the international news desk I'm taking bets Sean Teco how many years does Mourinho last at Roma 18 months 18 months Deco. eight months <laughs> Damn! you know this is this this is a guy who's earned 
80 million pounds. It's 1.6 billion rand in his uh, contracts being settled. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's unbelievable. Damn, damn. Well, uh, there you have it. The International News Desk will obviously pay attention to the Champions League final and we'll have uh, our, our ear to the streets, so to speak, with Mourinho at AS Roma. I don't know if we'll be talking about Roma every week unless Mourinho has more controversial comments loaded in his arsenal. Uh, but thank you very much, Mr. Oh, Kurt. Oh, you always going to bring up Arsenal. Hey, always. Here's another job that uh, Mourinho might have been up for. I'm just joking. But the Bafana Bafana coach has been announced. Uh, we have Hugo Bruis, who's already been... Uh, who's already become the subject of jokes online. People are like, now we have uh, fragrances as Bafana coaches because of, obviously, it sounds like Hugo Boss. But, um, <laughs> you know, he's 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 coached. He's a Belgian coach, coached uh, uh, around the continent. He actually won AFCON with Cameroon back in 2017. But, I mean, we've been talking about five-year, ten-year plans with Bafana Bafana and rebuilding. And we have to be honest about the fact that Hugo Bruce is 69 years old, um, which, you know, is retirement age for most people. But in this country, you can get elected presidents at 69. So it's like, um, uh, but Sean, what is your reaction? I mean, it's not like we know the most about this guy, but he he has a pretty good resume. Um, Do you think that it's a solid hire? Well, first of all, 69 is my favorite number. But anyway, uh, <laughs> um, yeah, it's a fairly... De- I didn't see this coming. Um, um, I'm obviously not a soccer wizard. I've never heard of him before. Um, I don't know if you had or I don't know if Teko had. But, you know, it's nice to see he's played. He's got 30, 40 caps for his country when he did play. He's he's coached uh, Cameroon. He's won the African Nations Cup. He's, he's no stranger to African football. Um, I think he even coach. Uh, did I say his name right? Yeah, uh, yeah. Um, so he's got a little bit of African presence, but yeah, I didn't see it coming. Uh, you know, he, he's won Super Cups, he's won Cups, he's won Coach Coaches of the Year awards in Belgium. So yeah, I think the CV's there for sure. Um, but he, he's walking blind into a job, really. I mean, he, I, I don't think he knows much about South African football and South African players. Um, did I read that and say he's been? hired as his assistant is that mm-hmm, right mm-hmm. yeah okay so clever move from Safa, i think keeps everyone happy um and well deserved for inseki i believe so yeah i think if you've got a local coach with local knowledge who's been in the hot seat before who's obviously not trying to backstab you to get the job because he's already been fired from it <laughs> um it's I, I i think he's got that on his side i i, I don't know my answer is I'm, I'm not sure i'm not sure where this is gonna go um I hope we're just not going to see history repeat itself, repeat itself, where at the end of the day, he's not going to have a say who gets chosen, uh, who gets picked. But yeah, he's got a he's got a big job on his hands and uh, good luck. Yeah, let me let me ask a follow up because you did mention history. Um, you know, the fact that, that it's the same guys at Safa. Um, hmm. Do you think that history is bound to repeat itself? Um, you know, obviously he he's clearly not picking his own technical stuff because if we're if we're as as good as it is for Nzeki being assistant coach it means that Hugo's not coming in with his you know whole technical mm. team um that he's worked mm. with before yeah. so do you think and, that and, 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 yeah. to repeat yeah. and slew and rightly so in this instance i don't think he could bring his technical team here because they wouldn't have a clue about the local game so i think what Saf has done here i wouldn't say it's genius but it's it's, it's very good um i think if there is 
and an assistant to for him to have is probably Inseki. It was a surprise appointment, but but well done. It's not often you say well done and soft in the same sentence, but I'm saying it. But but having said that, Slu, a leopard never changes its spots. That's my answer. So let's wait and see. And and a question that I'll pass on to Teko is: We obviously heard uh, a rumor. In fact, News Twenty Four and certain sites confirmed Benny as coach. They were like, "It's a done deal." Um, and then Safa had to come out and you know put those fires out and say no. And then I heard that apparently uh, the amounts that they offered Benny wasn't enough, so they increased the offer, but offered Hugo Bruce that instead of Benny. So, but. In some ways, I, I'm happier that Benny didn't take the job. But what what's your reaction in terms of just how the week has progressed? Benny's coach, no, he's not the coach, and now Hugo Bruce. What's 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 your reaction to to how everything has gone down this week? Um, Chief, I'm happy that Benny didn't take the job or the job I didn't agreed. go to Benny. You know, for for so many reasons. Look, first of all, um, uh, the Hugo Boss guy. He comes in um, <laughs> from from wherever he comes from, um, and having Nseki as an assistant coach, right? And uh, the first thing that he's gonna uh, do is probably have um, a meeting with Nseki and be introduced to the guys that Nseki used. So therefore, I think it's gonna be just a little bit of um, uh, they're gonna just mix a little bit of maybe new players, but continuing with what they had because really Nzeki used the same team. I think that's all he had. He couldn't look beyond what he had. And uh, now he's going to, the new coach is going to come. Nzeki can't be recommending new players because he couldn't, because himself he couldn't as a coach. So I still believe that things are still going to be the same. It's just with a different face. Mm-hmm. And uh, for the fact that they still have, for the fact that you, you, we, we have so much faith in people that know know nothing, no about our game, our culture, <laughs> our football, we have so much faith to bring them in and and all the type of stuff, and we don't have any faith in our local guys. It's for me, it's still a problem. Look, in mm. African teams, you look at all African teams. You look at you you look at um, if they do actually hire, probably maybe let's say. Uh, Senegal hire a coach, they'll be looking at a coach that will be able to speak the language and understand the players themselves and be taught the, the, the you know the culture itself. And in in that space as well, there are guys that play for the national team, your Diof, all the guys that meant so much to the national team, they 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 emphasize the importance of, of the flag to the new coach that doesn't know anything. Now we have Hugo Boss coming in, and Ziki can emphasize <laughs> Nseki can't emphasize the importance of the badge because he's never won the badge. He never played for yeah. the national team. Yeah. So, so, so for me, is we we are still stuck in the same in the same position. We just have a different face to it. We just put a makeup on it. There's there's nothing that will change for me. Yes, I heard that the coach said, you know, you know, with the, with the Olympics, uh, 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 when uh, Dana Twenty Three is going to the Olympics, that we need to look at that squad and be able to to come in and and change and 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 all the type of stuff that's what they say every coach that has been hired at Bafana that's that's all they say that's the first thing that they say now we need to change but they come back they're going to be selecting the same players that have been selecting all along so for me is for the fact that Bafana 
or the, whatever technical uh, team that they have, they're not considering our guys, right? There's a problem. Two, for the fact that we, we're willing to give more money to guys that comes in here for holidays. <laughs> That's basically for holidays. And, and, and we're not even guaranteed that they're going to, you know, uh, bring good results for us. Just because he, he did that with Cameroon, look at what Cameroon had. We're saying that he won uh, AFCON with Cameroon. Yeah, look at the players that played there. The 80% of them played overseas. It's easy to, 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 to track them. It's, yeah. it's so much easier. So now when you come to a local game, there's Baraka playing against Chipa. Would you fly down to PE and go watch that game? You won't. So now, but, but now when you have a local coach that, that coach in the local uh, 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 PS, like for, for instance, for Eric Tinkler, for instance, he, he, he knows the players. Now we're getting Hugo Boss to come in. Still with Nzeki, that was a South African guy that was coaching Bafana Bafana. We had no identity of how we want to play. Here, yeah. comes the, here comes the Belgian guy that was a, a, a coach of the year. Yeah, but it's in Belgium, guys. And then he comes in, in into the country. Now we believe that he's going to do better than what Tinseki did. There's no f***ing way. Yeah. And you, you brought up a really good point about um, the, the, the language thing because French is an official language of Cameroon. Obviously, being from Belgium, Hugo Bruce can speak French, so th there would be no issue there. And maybe uh, they have Molefi and Teki there just as a buffer for like being able to communicate with players properly. Um, in, if French. Gonna... in French. <laughs> <laughs> look, man. For 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 I look. I've, I've been reading a lot of publication in, uh, on on this on this matter. They they saying Carlos Crash couldn't come because he was not allowed to bring his own technical team. Mm. Um, and Benny as well. It's the same. You know, he wanted to bring his own technical team. Look, look. I'm, I'm like I'm saying. For instance, like I'm still saying that I'm glad that Benny didn't go because I think Benny still has a lot to offer in the PSL itself. Yeah. Um, imagine Benny wanted to bring Yusabagan Vete and uh, and uh, Slimcat into into the into the Bafana setup. Slimcat played yeah. for the national team. Benny played for the national team. It will be the first time to have people that actually played in a national team. To be there. Yeah. All yeah. these years, guys, the only person that was uh, that had an opportunity to coach uh, that played for the national team, I think it was Steve Compelland just for a short stint and 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 Pitsum Simon. But we never mm. really, really had a, a, a player that we you, we still have pictures of mm. that played in the national team that understand yeah. what it means for the national team. That still shows you that in the offices of Safa, still people don't want to lose their positions. They still want to be there. They're clueless about what football is today. For the fact mm. that, for the fact that, with no disrespect to all the legends that are there in a technical, whatever the technical advisors or whatever the case may be, but the fact that they they, they still want and and a foreigner to come in and dictate us as to how we need to play, it's a problem for me. Yeah, I'll, I'll look, dude. Like I don't care who they bring in, even Pep Guardiola. I don't care who they bring in. For the fact that they don't have the respect, you know, of our own local South African coaches to take the job because those guys know exactly what. Because for the fact, look. Vigo Boss can come here. He won't be able to go to, to France to watch um, any of our players. He won't go to even Belgium where he comes from to watch one, any of our players because you've got so many youngsters that are playing overseas. They won't be giving, Sapa won't be giving them money to go and actually watch those, those boys to come in and play. The only thing that you'll be relying on, it's stats. You know, we won't be seeing whether they'll be able to fit into the national team. So therefore, we're saying to ourselves that, okay, so this guy comes in, he's going to actually dictate on how we need to play. 
tactic wise and and the style wise and 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 now do do we have the players because he said that the average age of the national team is 32 31 Abba. look i support you fully there i'm 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 100 um, uh, with the coach there he wants to change a little bit but then how many how many what is what is what is what is the age of a youngster to him and what is the age of the youngster in south africa those are two different topics in south yeah. africa when you're 25 you're a youngster that side when you're 19 you're a youngster we don't yeah. have we don't have 19 year olds that are playing in the psl that are good no. yeah that's true a lot so of now, our youngsters are overseas yeah 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 yeah. and, and so when you say in change 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 what is change what are you talking about because the 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 the, the the last four coaches have been going with the same system. We're looking at all the big three teams. The majority of our national team have been dominated by the big three teams. So for me, I was still having problems with Nzeki's selection because he's 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 he's, he's only watching a couple of teams. He's not watching other guys. So 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 so, so uh, look, I've got so many issues with Safa and 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 Bafana Bafana. Tell us how you really feel, Teko. Like I'm mad about this. I don't have a problem with Hugo Boss being a coach because you know the vacancies there. You put in your application. I don't have a problem with that. But it's just yeah. that I have a problem with still with us not having that transparency with Safa. Safa is not transparent enough. You know they still they saying no. They didn't uh, um, they didn't approach Carlos Queiroz. Why we still want Carlos Queiroz to come back and coach? Why are we recycling these coaches? Why don't we have a fresh idea, fresh coach, a younger coach? When you speak about five, ten year plan, why don't we have a coach that will actually be there when the time comes? Mm. Yeah. yeah, 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 and it's and and when it comes to Safa and 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 the influence of former players, guys who've won the badge, we have more people leaving. I mean, Neil Toby left his role as um, technical director at Safa last year, um, so so a lot of those minds are are, are not there in terms of in terms of um, you know players who've actually donned the jersey before. Um, yeah. But it should be interesting, and I mean, this is a developing thing. We're always going to talk about Bafana and Safa because we have the FIFA World Cup qualifiers coming up as well, which should be fun. Um, but from <laughs> there, we move on to this week in football history. Today, we remember great moments from the past. We dive into the time capsule. Join us as we remember great moments from this week in football history. This week, back in 2002, Juventus completed a remarkable run to the Serie A title. Thanks mostly due to a season-end collapse by Inter Milan. This week, back in 2011, Real Madrid winger Cristiano Ronaldo scored one of the fastest hat-tricks in club history as they beat Sevilla. Uh, so he did it in just over 10 minutes, which was just two minutes shy of the club record set by Pepillo back in 1960, um, also uh, towards the end of April. Uh, but Ronaldo still eventually did match Pepillo's record with an eight-minute hat-trick in 2015. So whether he was chasing the record or not, he ended up getting there. Um, and then this week, we wish a happy birthday to uh, Bafana Bafana and Swallows left-back uh, Sfiso Santi. We wish a happy birthday to Banyana Banyana forward Tembi Hatana, who's actually doing great uh, up in up in Europe uh, with Milan. Um, we also wish a happy birthday to Cape Town City midfielder Tabo Nodada. We wish a happy birthday to Cape Town City midfielder Mpomakola as well, and TS Galaxy captain Given Msimango. So, oh wait, and uh, also uh, Tepo Masilela. 
And What's he, 50? Is he's 50th, eh? <laughs> Come on, Sean. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's, that's your age, Sean. We all know. We... <laughs> all right. But I, I, a big happy birthday to everyone that I mentioned there. And uh, real quick, let's dive into this NetBank Cup final preview. Uh, so we have, it's a funny one uh, to me, particularly just thinking of the two teams. So TTM versus Chipper mm. United. Um, you know, if I if I if I if I said that that's an important match at the end of the season, you would have thought it was a bottom of the table PSL clash. But this is a NetBank Cup final, seven million rand on the table, plus a spot in the CAF Confederations Cup. Um, Come on, yo, who's your money on? Um, Come on, and uh, who who do you who do you back? Like in terms of both, because I mean, we want the NetBank Cup winner to survive relegation, but we don't know at this point. Uh, so who's your money on this weekend? What should we be watching out for? Um, and how crucial is this, um, the, the winnings in particular, the 7 million Rand uh, to, to, to these teams? Yeah, it's, it's, it's a massive game. It's a huge game. Um, I'm, I'm going to put my money on TTM. Um, I think both teams are in a similar position where they've just got new coaches in. Um, and we all know, I think we spoke about it earlier, we all know what uh, a difference a new coach can bring, even though Herich has been a chipper, I think, 385 times. And they, they, I don't know, <laughs> bizarre. Anyway, um, both teams have beaten Chiefs in the last couple of weeks, bizarrely. Um, you, you know what I'm saying? It's it's. But I think what we saw the other night with TTM and Chiefs, there was a, there was a bit of a spark in TTM. And I, I quite enjoyed watching that game there's a very definite plan to the game which i don't think chipper have and i think there's there's a lot more quality believe it or not in, in ttm squad than there is in chipper and i think there's a bit more big match temperaments in ttm a good example uh you know tabo Yamani with, with the last kick of the game to give ttm a well needed three points penalty that's big match temperament and I think that's what's needed in a game like this. And I think that's what's going to give TTM the edge. Deco, your preview. Who do you, who's your money on? Look, I think uh, on paper, TTM should win this easy. Um, you, you, but... can't, you can't go all the way and, 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 and be able to, you know, pull off a game like you did against Sundowns and, and, and go play cheaper in the final and be, be different. I think I think they they on paper they are, but the problem is these are two teams that are fighting for their lives. Um, yes, seven million rands, a lot of money, but thirty-five million of the status is more. And uh, we, like you said, we want both teams to survive, to whoever wins to survive and come back and be able to defend it. And you're looking at. The type of players that both teams have um cheaper on the day they might surprise so many people um ttm also it's uh, they do have an idea they do have the players it's up to them because of also what they they went through the whole season i think they deserve to win especially for the players you know they went through such a difficult time not getting paid but it just did. Imagine, look. If imagine cheaper wins, you know what it says. It says what cheaper has been doing is justifiable. <laughs> Don't say that. That's what I'm saying. So I just hope sure, for man. football to make sense. Cheaper shouldn't win. TTM should win. 
That's a big statement. Yeah. No, the thing is, I'm not saying, look, Chipo should survive. I'm not, look, to survive the PSL <laughs> or something, that's that's on him. But it's yeah. just that is, is football karma or football gods should be listening to me right now. TTM players went through a lot this season. Changing of ownership, not getting paid, your open money is a saga. There's always been problems with that team. They finally got it right. They're in the finals. They deserve uh, to reward themselves, the players, you know, and 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 this is a team also that knows how to win and all the type of stuff. Yes, Chipa also deserves, but looking at how they got into the final. So for me, my money's on TTM purely for football reasons. In course, thank you. Should should be a very interesting final. Um, Next week, by the way, uh, we want to dive into chatting about Celtics' continued financial struggles, which have resurfaced uh, this past April. Um, it's something that we have to unpack because you know financial issues at clubs can lead to very, very, very particular, massive changes, which we've seen with the likes of Vitz and TTM, which we've seen uh, with the likes of Highlands Park and TS Galaxy. So um, we don't want the same things to happen to Bloom Celtic, but but it's a it's a it's an issue that that's continued for a very long time now uh so we're gonna unpack that next week uh we'll also of course have reactions to the netbank cup final uh and all of your usual local football news but the show isn't over folks because as we journey onwards wow uh you know we get into our metaphorical car of the week with sean roberts (laughs) (laughs) uh listeners or viewerships might have seen it um gaston serena's 2019 tiguan that he has pimped up despite vw deliberately engineering the tiguan to better meet the needs of buyers it still has enough teutonic dna and blends tradition with competitiveness still in comparison to the original it's fairly obvious vw has sacrificed some pace for greater space the tiguan is a popular car in local football and a favorite family vehicle among south africans looking for a ride that can seat their family comfortably There's a lot to like about the Tiguan. It's cleanly designed, very comfortable and generously sized as a five-seater, not so much as a seven-seater. Other than that, other than it needs to up its game under the hood, the biggest hurdle to its long-term success is simply the size and depth of the competition out there. As far as the prices are concerned, the Tiguan is priced between 500 and 750,000 Rand. I give it an eight and a half out of 10. There's lots of players that have this car, by the way. Um, It's a beauty. And we love a VW in Mzansi. Uh, but, you know, some of us don't have the money yet and we need to get some motivation, you know, to to, to up our bank balance. You know what I'm saying? So what yes, do sir. you have for us this week, Mr. Robert? A short and sweet one from Mr. Khotso Maleko. No matter how difficult it... No, sorry. No matter how difficult... Oh, let's start again. Let's start again. <laughs> Have some Hennekin, Chief. Jeez, man. Okay. No matter Khotsomaleko says, no matter how difficult it is, just laugh. Hey, perfect. <laughs> That's it, man. Especially if you're trying to pronounce the word difficult. Uh yeah. you know, just laugh it off. <laughs> well, that has yeah. been episode number 72 of the Car Wash, proudly brought to you by Heineken. <laughs> 
Thank you very much. Whether you've been listening to us on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, or Mahi Gang 96.7 FM's Game Time. Thank you very much for tuning in. I have been your host, Slu. That has been Mr. Sean Roberts. And that has been Mr. Teko Mudise. And we will see you all same time, same place next week. Peace. Today is a great day for a car wash. Yeah, sure. Car wash. <laughs> this is the car wash on the SL podcast. She's a slang on a car.